Welcome to the library. Won't you join us? Let us explore a tale from the catalog. This is Elegant Deceit by our very own Will Griner. If you wish, stop at the Tea Room on Patreon for early episodes and bonus clues and letters. Now, on to the story. Nathaniel Worthington is one of the wealthiest men in the country. He inherited his wealth from his father, Benjamin, who owned and operated some of the largest mines in the country. Today is Nathaniel's 24th birthday. He invited six of his very closest friends out to his new manor. Nathaniel, his partner Oliver, and the staff have been preparing for today for weeks. Nathaniel has a flair for the extravagant, something his guests will have had enough of come daybreak. The manor reflects this flare, secluded as it is within the ancient forest. The rough stone three-story building juts out of the land. Its blocky exterior is broken up by a large tower protruding from the side of the third story. As the sun begins to tint the trees surrounding the manor a red-gold hue, the first carriage pulls up the drive. The carriage contains Arabella and Percival Clark. Arabella is a studious and knowledgeable woman who appears well-kept for the sake of avoiding questions, and is never found far from whichever book has struck her fancy. Percival is a short and thin man, never seen without his trusty kit of scientific instruments. His eyes are habitually covered by his hair, a deep brown frock that falls every time he reaches into the sack for another tool. Dear, must you bring that sack of yours in with us? I would quite like a quiet, normal evening, without having to explain to the host and guests what you're doing carrying that around. I don't ask you to go without a book, do I? Look how old this house appears. There might be an opportunity to analyze some strange old relic, one I cannot wait to explore. I know none of these people, and you know how I despise dull social interaction. Let me slip away while you indulge the wealthy guests. I suppose that's quite all right. Thank you, my love. Whatever for? Coming with me. It means a lot to me. Thank you for giving up a night of study so I don't have to be alone. Oh, of course. Arabella leaves the carriage first and offers her hand to Percival. The pair walk up to the manor. The door opens, and as the butler leads them inside, another carriage approaches, followed by another. The second carriage arrives, and a tall, slender woman, Charlotte Baker, briskly makes her way to the door. Her partner, Henry, leaves the carriage quickly and rushes after her, then stops, slows, and begrudgingly trods along behind her. The third carriage pulls up, and the driver steps down and places a small stool below the door for the riders. He then opens the door and bows, hand outstretched to assist the occupants in their descent. Samuel Martin grabs the hand of the driver and walks down as if hundreds of eyes were upon him. His partner, Quinton, rejects the hand of the driver and bounces down the stairs, seemingly filled with a childlike, joyful energy. 
Will you stop that? Mere adults act like it. But today's the day, Sammy, the big one. I finally get to show them all what I've achieved. I know, Quinny, but it's also a big day for Nathaniel. Let's not go stepping on too many toes of our friends, all right? All right, I'll behave myself. I just can't believe the luck of it. Confirmation coming today of all days. May I take your coat, sirs? All right, but I want it back better than it is. Give it a clean. Thank you. Where might we find the others? Straight through there, sirs. Into the hall, to the left. The pair nod and enter the hall. The hall is dazzling. The ceilings stretch almost 15 feet above their heads. The hall is adorned with fine furniture and red carpets. The walls are lined with artwork, including paintings of Nathaniel and his father. The corridor has many closed doors on either side, but the couple seem to pay none of this any mind at all. They simply walk down the hall and turn left, as instructed. Before them is the dining room, massive in both size and atmosphere. The ceiling here is higher, arching upwards in a dome. A chandelier hangs from the ceiling, hanging just a few scant feet above the table. The table was the finest any assembled had ever seen polished to a brilliant perfection. No cloth was to be used to cover it, as that would take away from the brilliance of the thing. Sitting around the small yet brilliant table was the assembled party. The host couple and the other guests are seated at the table. Henry and Charlotte seated on opposite ends of the table from each other, so Samuel and Quentin are forced to sit between them. Oh, I got it for a splendid price as well. As it turns out, my father worked for the original owner before getting his first mine. And well, being my father's son certainly has its benefits now and again. <laughs> yes, most definitely. I had no idea this forest had any homes in it. But I assume the whole of it belongs to you now? Indeed. The whole place to myself. I have no inspirations for the place as of yet. I hope I can make it a little less isolated. I do enjoy the company of others, and being alone with only Ollie and the staff for company isn't my idea of paradise. <laughs> no offense meant, my dear. Oh, none taken. You know I feel the same. Everyone seems to be here, and I am absolutely famished. <laughs> Let's get started. Do I really have to eat this deer? Ow. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious as ever. Thank you, Ulysses. Next course in, say, five minutes' time? Of course, sir. <laughs> now that you've all heard me babble on about my accomplishments, on to yours. I am ever so curious as to what you have accomplished since our last meeting. Arabella, let's start with you. What is there to tell? I received a correspondence, Nathaniel. You seem to keep more clippings of my achievements from the papers than Percy does. Hmm, 
quite right. Never have I had such a remarkable associate. Nathan, flattery will get you nowhere. She knows you're taken, my love. Thank you, Oliver. I suppose I'll inform the rest of you then. My firm has taken on quite a few prestigious clients recently. Some old money, some politicians. All of them playing the same game. Change. Change is coming, my friends. I believe a great deal of progress is to be made quite soon. What change do you speak of? We have expanded as of late with technological innovations. And this progress seems to only be redoubling its efforts year after year. Is my belief, and the belief of my firm and partners, that we use this boom of innovation to outpace the sluggish regulation boards to create some quite lucrative opportunities. Oh, it really is a shame that the old mining business has no place in your judicial masterwork, Arabella. Congratulations again. Thank you, Nathaniel. If there was room for you, your name would be the first I'd call. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Percival, tell us of your adventures. What new civilizations have you uncovered this year? Well, not much this year, I'm afraid. I was hired to lead a dig in Egypt. Just a standard dig. But we found very little of value, and that which we did find I boxed up and sent away and do not know what happened to those items. Eventually, my benefactor called us away to South America, where we continued to dig his previous workers had abandoned. We arrived and then I was quickly called back again. A whole year and hundreds of thousands wasted on nothing. If I knew who hired me, I would have Arabella sue. You didn't confirm the identity of the person who hired you? For the sums he was paying? No. I thought whoever would spend that much and remain anonymous would have a good reason for doing so. Hmm. Quite right. Well, I hope the new year proves more fruitful. Well, thank you. And if you find anything interesting in these old woods, keep me in mind. I would love to give it a look. Your name is first on my list. Now, Charlotte! It must be almost three years now since I've seen you. Tell me about your life, my friend. Leave nothing out. What's to say? Nothing changes. Nothing good remains. The only thing to pull me out of my home for months has been your invitation, which, of course, invited Henry as well. So, thank you, I suppose, for the invitation. I am truly sorry to hear that your fortunes have not been favorable of late, my dear friend. If you write to me after today, I can ensure we take efforts to improve the quality of your situation. If such a thing can be done. Of course it can. Now, Samuel and Quentin, the two of you wore such bright smiles when you entered. There simply must be some great fortune in your lives. Indeed, Nathaniel, but I think it would be imprudent to share here and now. <laughs> oh, nonsense. I think we should easily put these feelings of yours to rest. It is my birthday, after all, and I insist you allow me to share in your satisfactions. All right, consider this your secret present, then. Don't tell the others just yet. Cross my heart. Before Henry has his turn, would one of your staff be good enough to direct me to a bathroom? Of course. Ulysses. Yes, sir. Please direct Dr. Percival to a washroom. 
Right away, sir. Right. Now, Mr. Henry, regale us with your adventures. Before I begin, Nathaniel, thank you for the invitation. It means the world to me that you would consider me for this celebration. <laughs> Don't mention it. I insist. Here we have your oldest friend Arabella, your apprentice Quentin, and their partners both well acclaimed in their own right. And with my Charlotte pioneering innovations in medical technology seemingly every day, I... I feel I am the odd one in this room. Henry, my friend, just because you have not yet been recognized for your works does not mean you will never be. Some of the most beautiful art ever made was unrecognized for centuries. Hmm, quite right, Arabella. I find your work marvelous, Henry. I have a few of your paintings stored in the basement. You kept those. I did, and they will be displayed prominently throughout the study when we get to furnishing it. The main course, sir. Thank you, Ulysses. Louisa. Mm. Mm. My compliments to Miss Josephine, who as always proves a remarkable chef. Nathaniel, I have your birthday gift ready for you. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> oh, this is the best and most amazing, fantastic gift I could have ever received. Oh, thank you, Quentin. Thank you so very, very much. The rest of you, please enjoy your meal. I must go relay this information to my associates. <laughs> oh, thank you, Quentin. What was in that letter, Quentin? What could you possibly have given him? He asked for it to remain a surprise. I intend to honor our host's wishes. And I will continue to do so. That was simply remarkable. Nathaniel was quite right about his cook's proficiency. Josephine is a chef of the highest quality. I expect nothing less than perfection from her work. I have not had a meal that amazing in years. Where did Nathaniel find her anyway? Oh, the staff all came with the place. Apparently the old owner had not ended their contracts and Nathaniel, bless his heart, couldn't bear to put them out, so they stayed. All three of them acquit themselves quite well. I am glad, then, that the staff of this excellent house matches its design in their ability. May I take your plate, sir? Here you are. Thank you, my dear. Of course, sir. Since Nathaniel didn't press you on the subject, I simply must know. Charlotte, my dear, what of your work? I have seen your name in the papers, so nothing is not what you have been doing. I really don't feel open to discussing it tonight. Please, don't press the issue. I didn't mean to offend. Pardon me, ma'am, but will your partner be returning for his meal? Oh, I suppose not. You can leave it be for now. I'll go and find him. Thank you, ma'am. 
Speaking of disappearing partners, where is that foolish husband of mine? Still sending his correspondence, I assume. He shall be writing to dozens of people, I should think. Y yes, um, Quentin, may I speak with you privately? I understand you not telling the others, but Nathaniel is my partner. I deserve to know what he knows. I understand your position, Oliver, but until he decides to tell you, it really is none of your business. This is my home, too. Everything under its roof is my business. Your husband is the only reason a person like you would ever be in a place like this. So remember that. Keep your mouth shut. And we can pretend like I told you the wonderful secret I told your husband and continue like nothing happened. How I love watching you work. My love, you startled me. I thought you were still at dinner. We finished dinner, my dear. You missed it. Your food, wonderful as it is, lies cold and wasted. I see. I'll have to apologize to my host. Oh, and to the cook. No, my treasure. No need for that. The host did not stay for the meal either. The chef, well a master, did not notice your disappearance. But I fear the other guests may. We found anything interesting in these old tomes. So many things! I found an entire collection of books regarding expeditions into South America. I must ask Nathaniel if I can take them. If you ever ask him, tonight seems to be the night. Quentin seems to have put him well at ease. I don't understand how he did that. Didn't you tell me they were rivals? Rivals, yes, but also great friends. Nathaniel taught Quentin everything he knows, got his company started, and made him into the man he is today. Hmm. Curious, the behavior of men in their fields. Nathaniel has always been that way. He was a hard boy to get along with growing up, but he could always trust that he had people's best interest at heart. The only person in school I can say that of. Well, excluding yourself, I hope. Oh no, Nathaniel really did make me. He did nothing for my career or my success, but he molded my character. You really can't forget that kind of generosity. He has that way with people. He's unlike any well-off gentleman I have ever met. Well, I am glad he helped you become this version of yourself. It's my favorite version of you, might I add. But you've never met the other version of me. Precisely. And I never hope to. <laughs> I hope so too, darling. Now, let's get back to the dining room so the others don't begin to worry. So, Charlotte, how do you enjoy teaching? Henry, how have your writings been coming along? Quite a medium change. All, all fine. All right. 
Ah, Quinny. So do they know? Yes, it's really wonderful what you've done for him, Quentin. Thank you. It's my pleasure, really. After all, I owe the man so much. I do hope he tells us. The anticipation is killing me. Now that we are all together again, we can begin. Except we aren't all assembled, Oliver. Where is your husband? He is right where he intended himself to be. One moment. Hello again, my friends. I apologize for my disappearance, but I am afraid I have not been quite honest with you. But I aim to be so from here on out. Before Mr. Quinton distracted me with his incredible gift, I had only one plan tonight, which is beginning now. I told you all the only gift I wanted tonight was your company, but strictly speaking, this isn't true. I am enormously wealthy, so it is true that no material gift would be of much note to me, but I have devised a fun game for us to busy ourselves with for the remainder of the evening. I have hidden myself away in this manner somewhere. Beneath your chairs, you shall each find a note with a clue. No two clues are the same, and each of you has a path to finding me. Whoever finds and reaches me first shall receive a reward of no less than a tenth of my total fortune. My Oliver is, of course, out of the running, and can provide you with no assistance. The staff, however, is fully at your disposal. Ask any questions, enter any room. You have until dawn to locate me. Best of luck to you all, my friends. He really has lost his mind. And that is all for today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like, the Tea Room is open for you on Patreon. Can you solve the mystery before the last episode? Today's cast features Iggy Kidd as Oliver Worthington, Wendell as Nathaniel Worthington, Austin Willicke as Quentin Martin, Joshua as Samuel Martin, Galaxy Draconic as Arabella Clark, Paul as Percival Clark, Maddie Opinkaroo as Charlotte Baker, Mihai Matei as Henry Baker, Shane as Ulysses Evans, the butler, Rokio as Louisa Cooper, the maid, Robin as Josephine Davis, the cook, and myself, Willow, as your host and narrator. The Willow Haven Catalog is a production of Barebones Media. Find us at barebonesmedia.ca. Until next time, take care of yourself and drink water with your tea. <laughs>